We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Hello, guys. Welcome to The Breakdown, a new show here on KCSN. I'm Matt Hamilton. You may know me as a producer for Good Morning Football on NFL Network, uh, or you may have no idea who I am. I know you know that guy. That's Matt Castle, Chiefs legend, Patriots legend. We are looking forward to attacking this Chiefs season, breaking down how the Kansas City's offense is going to fare against their upcoming opponents each and every week of this season, really diving into the X's and O's and giving you an inside look at Kansas City's offense. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. (laughs) I mean, Matt, it's great to be working with you, brother. I've had some experience with you on Good Morning Football. You do an incredible job there. I'm happy to be working with you on this project. Obviously, like when you look at the Chiefs offense and the dynamics of the Chiefs offense, it's changed a lot this year. Obviously, Tyreek Hill's gone. They've brought in uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster. They brought brought in Marcus Valdez-Scantley. So we want to see how that works. But it's always fun to look at the, their opposition, who they're going up against. Last year, we kind of did uh, a look back at what they went up against, why they were successful, why they might not have been successful. But it'll be fun this year to kind of get into the nuts and bolts of what this defense is going to present, you know, to the Kansas City's offense in terms of is it a three four structure is a four down structure how can the Kansas City Chiefs attack this defense and be successful against them in this upcoming week and that's always fun for me because that's what I love to do and I'm sure you do too I've been around you dude you're an X and O's type guy but that's that's the fun part because it's not just one guy one individual but it's overall scheme it's who their defensive coordinator might be you know who who, what are their strengths and weaknesses what are their tendencies and we can dive into all those 
little um, nuances as we go through this show. And I think it'll be a fun look for the fans to get an opportunity to look at how we look at it, how we perceive it, and also how that coaching staff might go in on a week in and week out, out basis and go and try to attack an opposing defense. And this is going to be an especially interesting season for this Chiefs offense because, as you mentioned, Tyreek Hill no longer there. They have a bevy of new weapons, um, Sky Moore included, the draft pick. I'm right. excited to see how, how he looks out there. And because that AFC West is so loaded now, uh, right. with all those teams just gearing up to try to take down the Chiefs and – and remove them from their throne atop the AFC West. So it's going to be absolutely fascinating. I can't wait to dive into the tape with you and, and get this thing started. I know it's going to be so much fun. And what's also interesting about the division is we've got two new head coaches uh, with the Raiders. You've got Josh McDaniels. And then obviously with the Broncos, you got Nathaniel Hackett. But along with that becomes new defensive scheme with new defensive coordinators for each of those teams. Because normally as a player, you know, within the division, you put face those guys twice a year. And if there isn't any turnover, you, you're kind of familiar with what they're going to do, how they're going to attack you, what what. Um, tendencies came up week in and week out when you played them the last few years but this year it'll be really interesting because these are two totally different defensive schemes and they've all also both of those teams have added a lot of depth on both of those on the defensive side of the ball which will be interesting to break down look at and see how they develop throughout the course early on in the year and throughout the entire entirety of this year. Yeah, and some of those some of those new names we're going to be seeing Chandler Jones, Ooh. Vegas. Mm -hmm. We're going to be seeing J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack with the Chargers. Mac, Mac Daddy with the Chargers. I know. I mean, I mean, you're sitting there going, "You guys better be ready to block these guys because they're going to be coming off the ball." Because now these defensive fronts has changed dramatically, like you just said. And then the Broncos also brought in Randy Gregory from the Dallas Cowboys as well to go opposite of Chubb. So you're, you're talking about dominant defensive rush ends that you're going to have to circle those guys each and every week and figure out a plan of how to not only attack them, but also give them help at the offensive tackle position. And I'm also really interested to see how the Chiefs offense, beyond just the new playmakers at receiver, just how the offensive scheme evolves without Tyreek Hill. Uh, that young offensive line, I think, is going to become a real strength for this team. And I wonder, you know, obviously you don't want to take the ball out of Mahomes' hands. You still want to air it out a lot. But I wonder if there are times where they maybe lean on the run game a little bit more than we've seen in, in years past. We've seen it have success at times. I remember that, that rainy game against the Bills. They leaned on that right. ground game and absolutely dominated. Um, so I wonder if we see that a little bit more at times. Because if you go back and reflect at the way last season ended, uh, especially that playoff that playoff loss to the Bengals. You look at it, there were opportunities to run the football when the Bengals were dropping eight, nine guys in coverage. And you wonder if they're going to see those types of looks again. Are they going, are they willing to say, you know what, let's stick to the ground and take what the defense is giving us? Well, that's that's that happy medium that you have to, that, that balancing act as an offensive unit that you always have to find where, okay, they're trying to take something away. Like you said, the Bengals was a great illustration of that, is they're going to drop eight. They're going to put more people into coverage because they know that you want to throw the ball. And they, they do it in so many different ways. But if that's the case, can you say, okay, 
you know what, we're going to run the ball. And they went out and they got Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay, who's a bruiser as well. He can run inside the tackles. So will that change the dynamics? Because they got a lot more too high defense last year because they weren't willing. Defenses aren't going to sit there and be willing to give up the big play on a consistent basis. And because the Kansas City Chiefs have been so explosive and, and, they, and they have Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and McCole Hardman, and now they added two other guys and we don't know how they fit in. But at the end of the day, will they say, you know what, we're going to have to play the pass first and let them let a, let them try to come beat us with the run and that is going to be the question that we they're going to have to answer early in the season probably often in the season because if I'm a defensive coordinator I'm telling you right now I'm not playing a ton of single high coverage I'm not playing a ton of man-to-man -man coverage because of the way that their offenses run in the different types of schemes and how they can create different release patterns man-to-man -man is very difficult particularly with the speed that they have on that offensive side of the ball so running the ball will be a very interesting part of how this season develops for the Kansas City offense offense that might look a little bit different than it has in the past and that's where uh I think we need to see the next step in the evolution of Patrick Mahomes as great as he is as you said everybody's going to be gearing up to try to take away the explosive plays from this offense to try to take away uh what he does best and you saw some of those plays in that Bengals game. There were RPOs where the give was there, and and, and he's trying to put it all on his shoulders when sometimes he, he doesn't necessarily have to. And, I mean, I think a guy you know well um, in Tom Brady, one of the things that, that makes him so great is he's willing to just take what the defense is giving him. Um, he doesn't, you know, feel the need to just – Put it all, put it all on his arm. If the defense is is you know dropping everybody in coverage, he's perfectly content to check to a run play and hand it off and and let the ground game do its thing. So um, I'm interested to see just how Patrick Mahomes evolves in that sense and and if he's going to be able to you know let go of some of that responsibility at times and and let his playmakers you know make plays and and make the simple plays as opposed to trying to make the big play. Right. So and that, I agree with you. I mean, and that's the hardest thing for a guy like Patrick Mahomes, because he is a superstar and he he can put the team on his shoulders at any point in the season. We saw it in the Bills game late in the game and what he did and the, the plays that he made down the stretch and in overtime to take them and advance him to the AFC championship game. So it's hard to take that 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 mindset away from a quarterback of his status right and what he's been able to accomplish in such a short period of time in the league but again that's probably conversations that have to take place throughout the course of the offseason as you go into the prep of the uh, you know for the for the game week is hey this team is going to give us opportunities on these rpos or running the ball in which we might have to hang our hat more on the run game this week but you know ultimately this game comes down to winning ball games. And I'm sure Patrick Mahomes understands that. He knows that. He he's a winner in every sense of the word. And so now it's a, a balancing act, like I said, of not only him and understanding can can I take the check down. I don't always need the big splash to play, but we just have to continue to matriculate that ball down the ball field, get the ball in the end zone, whatever way we have to do, because at the end of the day, it comes down to W's. Nobody cares about the stats at the end of the season. A lot of people do, let's be honest. A lot of those fantasy football players. But <laughs> But at the end of the day, for us as football players, it comes down to winning championships. And if that's the what they're going to have to do is sacrifice maybe some some of those throws and putting it all on him and be able to run the ball, well, that that's what they're going to have to do in order to win ball games.
Yeah. And as, and as you said, it is such a hard thing when you're such a transcendent talent and you have mm. the, the ability that Patrick Mahomes has. And I think, you know, the cautionary tale, maybe the thing that, that he should look to is you look at Aaron Rodgers, another guy with right. transcendent ability that, you know, has struggled at times to, to be able to, you know, say, okay, um, you know, let me try to not make the spectacular play all the time. Let me, you know, rein it in a little bit and and take what the defense is giving me at times. That's something that I think has been a push and pull throughout his career and maybe why the Packers haven't had the the team success that we've expected as far as um as far as the rings on his finger. Um so you know I think that's something, you know, again, you don't want to take the playmaking ability away from Patrick no, Mahomes no, or discourage no, no. him from doing that whatsoever. But it's just sometimes, yeah, taking what taking what's there, taking what the defense is giving you. So um, I think that's something I'm really going to be keeping an eye out for this year is how he evolves in that sense. And, and you know, the other cool part I think about this show is going to be able to look at the defense, uh, the defenses that they're going to be going up against during the course of a week and saying, hey, I think this is a week in which you seriously can attack the interior part of the run game or run outside zone or they're playing a ton of too high defense. This is their structure. This is how this defensive coordinator likes to play a lot more zone coverage. You're going to get a lot of split safety. Well, that lightens the box up and allows you for to run in advantageous looks. And that's what you're looking for. And so in this program, looking at defensive structure, looking at scheme, looking at tendency, all all those things that we're just talking about and saying this might be a week where they rely more heavily on the run game than they do on the pass game and see if that was an accurate assessment on our part or if they on the other hand said no you were absolutely wrong we still put the ball in Mahomes hands and he slang the rock all over the field and they just had a good game plan for that week so I think that'll be fun for us to kind of look at and diagnose as the year goes on and, and against these you know quality opponents that they're going to be going up against. Absolutely. And I'm already having so much fun talking ball with you. I mean, it's June. We haven't had football for four months. There's nothing to even break down yet. And right. we're still over here talking for 10 minutes, uh, chopping it up. So, um, you know, this is something that's going to be so fun to do with you all year long. Um, as we're both locked in, as we're both uh, grinding the tape. And uh, yeah, I can't, I mean, I can't wait for, for August to roll around and uh, for us to really start getting into it. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. And, the, and also, just like you said, there's so many big games that they have this year. They've got the Buccaneers. They've got the Bills. The, obviously, the Chargers within their divisions. I have to believe that the Raiders are going to be better. Denver Broncos now with Russell Wilson at the helm. There, There's just from week in and week out that's the other part about this schedule that will be fun because these are premier teams in our leagues not only in the AFC but in the NFC the Rams they get to play the Rams as well I mean they, you're talking about you know week in and week out this this is the spotlight games that you, we get to break down and that's the fun part for me too is when you get to see elite go against elite and this is going to be a grind a challenge for this offense but at the end of the day it'll be fun to see how they adapt how they adjust all the new personnel that we talked about and then be able to go through the season and just see see how it all unfolds it's it's always fascinating to me this time of year because there's so much to talk about but there's so little to talk about until you actually get to that august you get the end of season and you start start actually playing ball games. So it'll be a lot of fun to uh, do this with you, and I can't wait. Yeah, as you said, that schedule is is just Ooh. is so exciting. It's going to be tough, but but exciting. And uh, just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, keep it keep it locked in to KCSN. 
and uh, look out for more content for us. We'll have a lot for you uh, as we get closer to the NFL season. So, uh, you know, can't wait to keep it rolling. Giddy up. Let's go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.